You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello and welcome back to the Horny Housewife. I'm Jordan, your host. It's just me and you, you and me, us. First things first, I haven't drank consumed alcohol, which if you know me, I love my wine and I love my fucking tequila. She can do it like a champ. Uh, I haven't drank in five days. And P.S., I have a toddler. I have a four-year-old. I have a stepson who is 11, almost 12. By the end of the day, I'm thirsty. I am. You know, that glass of wine really takes the edge off, like the beginning of the decompressing. And I wanted to just take a sabbatical, decompress in other ways, get zen, get into my meditation, you know, honor my body, honor this temple. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bunko is on Tuesday, which Bunko now, like my neighborhood Bunko, I started it. It's very Jordan-esque, has turned into all of the women get fucked up. Like we don't even fucking play Bunko anymore. We used to play Bunko, but sometimes we don't always have 12 ladies that show up. Sad, sad, I know. But it's pathetic how much I look forward to our monthly get fucked up night. Next month, September, it's my birthday. So like the little Libra narcissist I am, it's, I want it to be all, <laughs> all about me, but we're having a wig party. It's going to be fucking fun. We're going to make Derek, my husband, drop us off at the casino to get lit and then we can come back and resume, but it's going to be a good time. Tuesday, this August, Bunko, we are playing Prosecco Pong. Thank you, Real Housewives of Atlanta. You inspired me. So yeah, we're going to get fucked up. Now this last five days I haven't drank, I feel like a gem, a gem, I tell you. Now, just because I'm not drinking doesn't mean I'm not smoking marijuana. So, you know, me and Mary Jane were like this. I'm taking my fingers and like fucking them together. So nobody be too proud of me, but my skin and my liver are like, thank you, mommy. Thank you for letting us be hydrated and nice again. I'll make up for the lost time on Tuesday, but I plan on being, I want to, I'm trying to do a thing. I'm trying to be extra productive, use my night times, not just to unwind, but to do more shit. And my kid is about to go to fucking school Tuesday and Thursday, all fucking day, not all fucking day, but 8.30 to 3.30. So I am entering a new fucking chapter, gonna rock my world, can't wait to fill you in. And because I'm going to get all this new free time, I am bringing you new new content that I'm going to tell you about at the end of the episode, so stay fucking tuned. You know what I want to start this episode off talking about? Something that has really added to my life this last week or so, Rush Talk. And I'm not, I don't know what Rush Talk you're all watching. I know people are talking about it, but here's how I was introduced to it. It was by King X Cody, King X Cody with an I, C-O-D-I. It 
made my life better. Just go to it. Stop what you're doing. Press pause. No, don't because then I'll lose you forever. But write that shit down or come back to me. King X Cody, huh? Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. If you don't think it's funny, then you probably don't understand me. But the way he mocked these girls or like reenacted what they were saying and doing, chef's kiss, he does it so fucking well. It's so fucking funny. I just sit and watch them and I stop breathing at some point. I think eating an edible does enhance the experience, I would say. But he just he just nailed it. He's a Southern Alabama boy and he just nails it on the fucking head. You have to. It is worth carving out some time in your life to laugh like this. So I was not a sorority girl, so I have no idea why the fuck they're doing their OOTD. My skirts from stay matted. My top is from, I don't know why they're doing the whole outfit, earrings, like the hands, the all of it. I'm from Texas. So, and I went to UTSA for a very short time before I went to community college, but I have no idea what they're doing. Like I wasn't a part of that scene. I didn't, I always thought joining a sorority was paying to party, which now I look back and I'm like, I would so tell my daughter to do that if I had a daughter or my son. Like I would be like, join a fraternity. Like you're getting in a group of people, blah, blah, blah. This is not a parenting podcast. Moving on. One thing I do know about Rush Talk is because it's about they're going to school in the fall and they're trying to join. Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, someone tell me I'm a dumb fuck and that it's not about that. But summer is almost over is the point. And, you know, everyone said like hot girl summer. And then there was like other videos like hot wife summer or like stupid, like everyone carved it out to be for them so that they could be a part of hot girl summer because it originally made them feel left out for some fucking reason, triggered them. You know, when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, yeah, hot wife summer, me, yeah, things are opening. Nope. I had a little voice in my head that giggled at me and was like, yeah, right, bitch. What What the fuck are you thinking? And I heard Sophia with an F and she was talking and she was like, no, I don't think it's hot girl summer. And I have to agree with her. I do. I, I do not feel, nope, don't feel hot. I feel like I almost like glowed down this summer. I hate saying that, but was it really my year? I mean, I'm still hot, not taking it away. I still dig my own chili, okay? But when I look back on summer 2021, I am definitely not labeling it hot girl summer, but I'm going to have one of those. I am going to have one of those one day. Now, I don't know where everybody lives, but I live in Washington state. I'm from Texas, so please don't judge me wherever you live. Okay, my heart is still there, but I do love Washington for many, many reasons, and I also hate it for some reasons, but One thing I don't like about it, I'll tell you this, is the winter and the rain and the gloom. Now, the late spring and summer here is fucking gorgeous. God's country, the mountains, the rivers, the all of it is fucking pretty. The weather, it's perfect. It's like probably what California feels like all the time, I'm assuming, but it's awesome. But the rain is about to come and I get kind of like emo. Like I get emo in the rain. In the beginning, you're like, okay, but it's like the after summer blues, Derek's sad because he can't go golfing, which I am like, like I'm happy that he can't go golfing, honestly. I mean, that sounds terrible. No, I don't. No, I'm not. I don't mean that. 
it's it's bittersweet. Okay, it's bittersweet. And I will say this. I am very grateful because I know some women have it so much more worse than me. But I just like wish I had a hobby that lasted that long. It's me being a jealous, annoying bitch. Okay, so I will completely own it and I will would never stop my husband from going unless it interfered with something I really wanted to do that we discussed about. Like he's not ditching me in the plans we had for golf. That's not going to happen. But if he plans it, like more power to you, brother. Okay. Am I secretly adding up that time on the side? And when I say, Oh, I'm going to, I think I need to go on a girl's weekend because you played golf 17 times this summer. So that equals a fucking round trip for me. I was saving those hours like points on my credit card and I'm cashing out daddy. So since like this time right now, August, what is it? It's August something like the middle. And then Told summer's over, which like mid-September, my husband is going to squeeze in so much golf. I know it. I know he's going to try so hard. So I might need to play this little segment just to let him know, hey, I'm jotting this shit down. And, and ladies, if you do not know how long a golf game is, I was fooled. I was fooled once by a boyfriend who was a golf pro. Yeah, it's anyone dating them or meeting them, it make sure you find out what they're really doing as a golf pro, okay? Because that's like a title you can get. There's, you know, make sure you find out what's paying the bills or do they just have like a little certificate that says golf pro. Anyways, he would be like seven hours and it's not fucking seven, eight hours. It is five hours. Okay. Like we'll give you grace six, but if you're gone eight hours and if we don't have kids, then do your thing. Like let, let them be ladies. If you've got small children, you better know, no, sir. And you can call me crazy and you can say like, what the fuck? But I mean, that's when the compromise has got to come in. Okay. If you've got little, little soul suckers at home, If it's like you have a day and then she gets a day to do her thing with her friends, then cool. But those men that just go every weekend and leave you at home with your kids or the men that go and they're gone Friday to Sunday and they just go every weekend or they do things, boys shit all the time and you're just doing the stay-at-home mom gig, that is so not fucking fair. And right now, here I am losing my male audience, aren't I? It's okay, guys. Why don't you take it as some constructive criticism? Why don't you see it and be like, okay, maybe I need to plan a date night. Maybe I need to eat her pussy a little more. Maybe I need to plan something for all of us to do occasionally. I'm not saying give up the things you love. And I think a reminder of using your fucking brain, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to be angry. I want you to be appreciative, honestly, because I am here for you. And at the end of the day, that's just going to get you laid more. I am going to get you laid more if you follow Jordy's words of wisdom. So now let me tell you a story. That's going to make everybody do a little giggy, I think. It is humiliating. This is totally at the expense of myself. I. It doesn't make me look cute at all. It's horrifying. It is. It has permeated my brain where it is so funny to laugh at because it was pretty fucking funny, but it was really embarrassing. And if you know anything about me or my relationship, and I've said it before, is that I don't poop or fart in front of my husband. 
I do not. I If I go to the restroom, I don't say I have to shit or I have to poop. I will say I have to go number two and then I will go to the bathroom furthest away from my husband. Literally, like um, if he's downstairs, I don't go to the downstairs bathroom. I go to the upstairs bathroom, either my room or down the hall, something. So, and if he's upstairs, I will either go down the hall away from our room or I will go downstairs. Like in the middle of the night, I have woke up with stomach pangs and I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom and I won't go in our room. Like, fuck no. It's the middle of the night. It's quiet as shit. No. Um, and I, and it, because it's quiet as shit and it's the middle of the night, I'm not even going to go down the hall. I'm going downstairs. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if I watched a demonic movie and I'm scared as shit, I'm shitting downstairs. So I, I don't know why it's cause I still want the guy to fuck me. And I know the ladies are booing at me right now, but just let me be me. Okay. This is my husband didn't request it, but do I know that he gets grossed out easily? Yes. But I've never, like you can ask any man that's been in my life. I have never been like, have to take a shit. Like I don't just like let her rip. You know, I have learned to fart internally actually, but no, that's, that's not the case actually. In the middle of the night, I will, my body is like letter, like my body goes to complete relaxation and things happen that I'm not aware of, that I didn't consent to. The air just escapes my body and I pass gas. And more, more than once has it awoken, awoken myself and my husband. And it's humiliating because I go from this girl who's trying to be a fucking lady and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know that I'm not like acts like a lady all the way around with my foul mouth. I'm trying to not fucking fart, okay? And when that happens, it's pretty embarrassing. Like I'll feel myself blush in my own bed and I will pretend like I never woke up, like I stayed asleep and I stick to this plan. Like I write it through. I'm Derek doesn't listen to the podcast. I write it through. Like even if I hear him wake up and like giggle or be like, babe, <laughs> I am dead. She is a possum. I am not here. I can't see. I'm not in this moment. If I don't acknowledge it, it never fucking happened. And then we still have to sleep for like four more hours. So maybe he'll forget. But there have been times when he has asked me like a true fucking asshole and been like, do you remember when you farted in the middle of the night? And I literally am like, who raised you? Like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) You aren't Building me up with confidence in the words of Chet Faker. What did he say? I want to make you move with confidence. I want to be with you alone. You know that song? I can't promise you that I'll ever do that again, but I will apologize if that hurts your ears. Okay, so that wasn't even the story. Once upon a time that I obviously was a little gassy, and this was near the crack of dawn. So the light was peeking through the blinds or going around and illuminating the room 
naturally waking us up from our delightful slumber the night before, and my sweet husband was spooning me from behind, and my bum was curved into his groin, and his arms around me holding my tits together, just a sensual position, and I could just kind of back up and rub my tushy on his dick. This is a common pose that sometimes acts like foreplay and we lead into fucking like this and then I'm just backing that up on him. Well, in this case, I wasn't feeling the sexual tension because I was asleep still. And that's a, that's like the pose that we're totally fucking in a lot. Love it. Now I have a little bit of trauma around it because I remember this moment. I'm sure you know where I'm going. I'm sure you know. I fucking pass gas on my husband's penis and it ricochets. It ricochets off of his groin and like a little vibration, like a, like a, like a flapping of his groin onto my butt cheeks because of the wind that expelled out of my ass. And at that moment in time, I was okay with dying. I was okay with crossing over into the second life. I was like, mom, come get me. Then I was like, no, what will Hudson do? And I was like, just drop a nuclear bomb so I can evaporate and we all just go together. Sounds like a fucking dream at this point. My whole body was hot, red, just dead. And (laughs) Derek, I know he, he did. He did wake up because it startled him. And it startled me too. And there we lie. My body is feverish. And he, before we got a little chuckle, you know, I I feel a little stroke of his hand. It's okay. It's okay. He knows his wife is dying in his arms. He did a little consolation so that my ego that was crumbled on the floor could slowly piece itself back together. And then I had to pretend I slept another 45 minutes while I thought about how, you know, I was never going to be touched again or, you know, make love again. And a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts, a lot of small, low frequency thoughts. We moved past it. Okay. She's grown. She's looked inward. I have learned uh, different positions that I cannot sleep in when I feel my tummy feels like that. I know how to lay. Um, people have told me how to pass gas. I mentioned this in a, uh, a prior episode. Go back and listen to all the episodes about like the tissue paper over your butthole, like when you go to the bathroom to pass gas and then the spread your cheek maneuver, which I learned later discussing with women at IRL in real life and that they're just like pull a butt cheek and just let it come out soundless then. Sometimes these methods work. I have, you know, failed multiple times on these methods. It's not fun failing. It's not fun failing. It's horrifying actually. Being a lady man, being a goddamn feminine energy you know, woman just trying to be cute and being like, oh yeah, I I have a body too with digestive issues. True story. I had IBS at a young, young age 
And I don't know why I'm telling you all of this, but it's just a part of me and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And honestly, I don't know if it's like a getting older thing where I cannot control, like if I pass gas in the middle of the night, or if it's just because I've held them for so long in my life that they're like, we have got to escape your body, sweetheart. I just, because if you think about it, if it's loud, I'm assuming that's like the force, like the amount of force behind the, like the air coming out of you. Like, what is it? Why are they loud? Can someone direct message me and tell me why? I'll Google it. Do not. That'll make me feel sad inside. Speaking of being awoken in the middle of the night by horrible sounds, I have one more story for you before we get to the listener question. And it's a little tale about when Derek and I lived in a townhome. I was pregnant. We, I lived, we lived there for partially when I was pregnant and partially when Hudson was a newborn. And this, then after that, we shortly moved into the home we are in now. We only lived there for a year. So it was a, you know, pregnant, not pregnant, go. Okay. And this townhome was, I mean, it was brand new. So it was cute in the inside. And I like new because I like knowing no one's ass was on the tub. And we had never, this was a rental. We had, this is our, the home we're in now is the first home we've ever purchased. And we had no idea because no one lived in the connecting townhome that the walls were literally paper fucking thin. Okay. So when a neighbor moved in, the first neighbor that moved in, because he quickly moved out when he realized what was going on, that our master bedroom, literally how the master bedroom is set up, it was like the weirdest, there was like a nook, okay? So your bed only, unless your bed was going to be up against a window or you had a twin bed, you had to have your headboard, like your bed be against a certain wall because then there's the bathroom and everything. And the opposing room, like the, there's the wall. And then the room on the other side of that wall is another person's home. Like it's connecting home, town home. That happens to be that master bedroom. And guess what? I guess it turns out their bed can only be on that fucking wall. So we are literally, literally headboard to headboard. It was so wrong on so many levels and so fucking unfair because we didn't realize like it was fucked up. And the guy that moved in, he was his wife and kid were going to join in like 6 weeks. I don't know the situation very much, but obviously he could hear us fucking, right? I wasn't hearing him fucking because he was by himself in there. So I could hear like banging or like when he was on the phone in his room, like really, really early one morning. Yes, I remember this. This is all coming back to me. And I remember it was like so early and and I like knocked on the thing. I'm like, it's five in the morning or something. I was pregnant like a dumb bitch. Like now I'm like have to get up sometimes at 4.45 for your kid. Anyways, 
he was like, I'm on a call, like something. It was just unfair. It's like the the guys in his fucking home living his life. We're in our fucking home living our life. And it collides. And he ended up contacting the city because he's like, no way is this insulation like legal or up to code something. And turns out he pushed and pushed and it is. It's like the bare minimum to get by the worst of the worst, but legal able to pass as insulation. It was horrible. Well, they moved out. Like wife got there. The wife was like, no fucking way after she heard us fucking. I never heard them fuck. Okay. So I was like, they moved out. And the reason why I didn't think this at the time, like it was us fucking, but I knew, you mean, you could hear really easily, but the next couple that came in, (laughs) yeah, I knew that like you can hear, like I could literally hear them breathing heavy while they were fucking. It was, it almost made me feel like I needed to have a fuck competition. Let me tell you more. So another couple moves in and she is pregnant. Okay, no, no. She just had her baby and I had just had my baby. So we both have newborns, which was like, honestly, like, thank God, because we could understand. But what sucks is when our baby's asleep and their baby's freaking the fuck out, crying and screaming. And they were like doing a cry it out method at this point, And we weren't there doing a cry it out at that point. I was kind of judging, honestly, which by the way, we, I did end up doing that, but just at a later time when he was older, not at this stage, it was just really weird. I'm like, are they going to get their baby? It's been crying for a really long time. And it was giving me rage. It just, I heard way fucking too much. The bedroom was obviously the worst of the worst because you're hearing them. And this guy was the biggest douche. I was laying outside one day and I, I look back and I'm like, well, you know what? Why was I like laying out there? But you know what? It was a nice grassy area with picnic tables. Like, why am I judging myself and scolding myself for some guy being a total fucking douche? He comes out, he opens his door and... I'm laying by a picnic bench in my bikini on a towel, catching some sun. Hudson was in like a baby carrier thing that's got like an umbrella and he's chilling doing his thing. And he comes out and tells me that my body is pure fire. And uh, like I was just like, ew, I didn't say ew, but uh, later I did say ew to him. And he went away. And then another time I was leaving to go bring Derek lunch and he walks out and says, if we ever want to get together or hang out while our spouses are at work, we can. So basically he was saying like, if you would like to cheat on your husband and I cheat on my wife, we can fuck each other. And I was like, ew, I'm going to bring my husband lunch. I'm sure that wouldn't make your wife feel awesome. And he backpedaled quicker than shit. It was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That would probably hurt my wife. Like he's probably scared shitless that I'm going to go tell his fucking wife, which I did not. And he's very, very lucky because that one is all going to be about what kind of mood I was in that day. And also it's hard when you're like living next to like literally attached to this family and what am I going to go do? Like go tell her I'm not her friend. So it wasn't like I was being 
you know, girl code and sticking up for my friend. I don't know these people at fucking all except hi neighbor, hi neighbor, you have a baby, we have a baby. Like we were not friends. We did not hang out. She was a nurse. So she was gone and he was at home. And I think, I swear to fucking God, I think he was on methamphetamine after this baby was born because one night, like one night I heard like hammering at 3 a.m. And I am like, no way is that motherfucker next door to us doing handiwork at 3 a.m. And I knocked and it stopped. But it every single night from that first night on, they would like, it would be moving furniture. It was like someone was awake at all hours of the day, four days out of the week. It was very bizarre. And I remember when we were moving out and packing up our U-Haul and getting the fuck out of this place, I saw that she found out like she was pregnant again or something. And I felt so bad for them. I'm like, oh girl, I feel so bad for y'all. But when they did live there, that sex stuff, like when we would, Derek and I would go to bed and they would be fucking, or sometimes we would be fucking and they would start fucking because we were fucking. And then there were times when they're fucking and it's like, you're hearing like live porn. I'm like, would be, I'll touch you with Derek. And he's like, no fucking way is this making you horny right now? Like those fucks. And I know it's cause he's normal with a normal brain. Cause he's like thinking of the people that are doing it. And I was being like a 15 year old boy. I'm assuming that just like the sounds were getting me, you know, giddy. But yeah, I never had an experience like that where I literally felt like I was sleeping next. I could hear someone's whole life. There were, there were days, I kid you not, where Hudson would be in his boppy napping away on the couch. I'm a new mom and my head, my ear was just glued to that living room wall. And I was just getting all the tea all the tea because she caught his ass cheating one time and I heard her are you cheating on me show me the fucking text and I'm like omg I didn't need to watch tv for like two days okay pivoting we've got two listener questions one from a man I think all the men are gonna relate no not all the men are gonna relate that's sad some men are gonna relate and it's not a happy thing and then I have one from a sweet lady okay we're gonna call first one let's give him an alias Michael okay let's just call him Michael it just popped out this is an old question And I never shared it on here, and I think that it could be beneficial. Saw that you were answering questions about intimacy a while ago. Sorry, new to the feed. Anyways, my wife has been in off mode for almost eight months now. She does not want any intimacy, really, and I'm not even playing the sex card. I just want a hug, kind word, and laying on the couch together watching a movie. She says she's overwhelmed all the time with the boys that are young teens. He shared their ages, her job as a nurse, and she wants to be alone when she has free time. I'm trying not to be pushy or needy, but it sucks. I love her and we're coming up on our 19th wedding anniversary. I know I can't change her. She has to do that, but what can I do to make things happen? I'm taking care of myself and I'm in a good place physically and mentally. She's just that one missing piece of my life. Thanks. Okay, wow. So I'm sure the ladies listening 
probably are like, mm, like they know, you know, they could see how that's a, you know, that it, honestly, you want me to be a fucking straight shooter. If that's your situation, it's not good because if it was flip flopped, I think that there could be a number of factors, but when, you know, I know I'm just basing off of stigmas and the typical scenario, I'm assuming, you know, I don't know her personality. I wish I knew her Zodiac sign, (laughs) not kidding, but it does mean something monumental for the woman to seem as checked out as he's describing it for, you know, laying on the couch, watching a movie together, a hug, a kind word, not wanting any intimacy. I think as women, we, we do, we're relational. Women are relational. And so I think it's a big, big, big red flag if she is not showing that. And if, especially if she used to, like, how does this compare to the woman that you married or that you met a long time ago? Obviously we all evolve and we grow and we transform and intimacy looks different and passion you know, it's like a roller coaster sometimes and we have to work on it. But the first thing, you know, would be communicating. Have you communicated this to her? Have you sat her down and said, this is how I feel and, you know, had that conversation and see what is she saying? Like, why is she checked out? Why does she not want to do those things? Where's the root of that? Is she angry? Is she resentful? Uh, what led up to her being checked out. And honestly, for it to be at this point where you don't see her wanting any intimacy, I don't mean to scare anybody, but is she getting it from somewhere else? You know, have were you neglecting her for some time? I feel like this looks like I'm trying to blame someone or something. There is no excuse for Intent, like bad behavior because we're all adults and can choose to do a grown-up thing and not be super selfish where we just do what we want in the moment, instant gratification and hurt our whole fucking family in the meantime. But I know as people, men and women have both felt like they didn't have a way out. They felt stuck. They felt like I'm going to lose my whole fucking family if I do this, so I might as well, if I want any sort of like happiness or satisfaction or pleasure, then I just have to do it this way on the down low. And it's shitty and it sucks, but it's also realistic and what a lot of fucking people do because people want their cake and to eat it too, because some people just want fucking sex and pleasure and they want their home life as well. And it's sick and weird, but in this situation, if she's not wanting to connect with you and your kids are old enough to where like you could be having a hot sex life, like you could be having fun and going out and having hot fucking date nights, your kids are young and demanding and soul sucking. Because at that point, I mean, she has a choice. She can throw herself into her career or she can balance and like want to be your wife and grow that. So it seems like those choices aren't being made and you know you're you're taking care of yourself physically and mentally like you said you know why why is she not watering that grass sounds like you need to have a fucking conversation 
And if you weren't taking your care of yourself physically and mentally, then that I could see why a lot of women get resentful and checked out. It's like, we don't even see you loving yourself yet. You know, we want you to show us love and you can't even fucking take care of yourself. But it doesn't sound like that's the case. So first things first, you need to have a fucking conversation. I also would straight up ask her if she like, is there something that I don't know of? Like maybe some people would say, no, 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 don't do that. But you need to have a couple of conversations. And if the first one doesn't go well, then maybe you need to have a second one and ask some more intense questions. Okay. Moving on, we have a horny housewife, little ho-ho. Sorry if that offended anyone that I called them a ho-ho. Listen to question. The whole calling your partner husband daddy. How do you not make that awkward? (laughs) Okay, she has a two-part question. Also, when it comes to sex and spanking, was there ever a time you were spanked so hard If so, how did you react? Okay, first of all, when I get spanked, let's do... Okay, let's first things first. Slow it down there, Jordy Cakes. Okay, let's go in order. Calling your partner and husband, daddy. I think that just comes naturally, girlfriend. Like, if it's there, it's there. Definitely, you know, honestly, when I think back to all of my... Or the men I've dated, seriously, they've all had different pet names. So this isn't like daddy number four. Now, honestly, I'm like, I'm like, what if Derek died? Would the next one be daddy? I would just call all of the men that took care of me daddy. And I think that's just weird as fuck, but it just came out of me. I think that's probably means it's true. I think it's like a, you look up to them as somebody who provides and it's sexy about it and dominating and assertive and can tell you what to fucking do and you want to fucking listen. Maybe that's what it is. A zaddy, a stylish daddy. Is that what that means? That's what I always thought it meant. Like a metrosexual, you know, cares about himself and people care about people who care for themselves. But I don't think it's something you have to think about or try to do. So you call your man whatever the fuck you want to call him, what comes naturally. If that feels awkward to you, it's going to sound awkward and it's going to be awkward because you already think it's awkward. So call your man what you want to call your man and don't try to force a pet name. Now on spankings... Now, not trying to toot my own horn, but it's fucking true. I can take a spanking like a fucking champ, and I don't even take it like I can't feel them. I don't know why, and I don't don't have a big ass whatsoever. I would love butt implants. If anybody would like to get me some, I'll fucking take them. I don't know if I totally mean it, but I'm 90% sure I'm there. 90% sure. Doesn't mean I'll ever get them, but if someone was like gifted me them, I'd be like, Okay, I'm going to go to the consultation. Anywho, nothing to do with my ass. I think it's just, you know, especially in the moment, I'm spanking my ass, in the moment when you're like horny and passionate and doing it, like, you know, the blood is pumping and flowing. And I think we feel pain a lot less. I know it depends on the person, I'm sure. 
But yeah, if it really hurts, I guess start crying like a baby, right? Because that's what babies do when they get spanked. I don't know. Just go back and slap him and say, fucking ow, my turn. Now, if it's with like an object, then that sounds fucking painful and scary. So just, I guess, communicate on like, be like, you know, take it easy, Brosif. But if you're letting him have control like this, I mean, you signed up for it. So just let them know. Say too hard too hard, dude. Okay. Those were wonderful and silly yet informative listener questions. Hope you got what you wanted from those. Also, that was a random clusterfuck of an episode. I enjoyed it though. Guys, what I wanted to tell you before I sign off here and send you on your week to thrive, there is exciting content to come. There is. My son is about to go to school Tuesday, Thursdays. I think I already said that, but I'm going to have a lot of time that I'm going to dedicate to growing this community. It matters so much to me. I love you for listening so, so, so fucking much. This is something I love doing. I'm passionate about doing, and I want to help men and women and be here where we can like bitch and laugh and talk about the real ass shit that happens in marriage and friendships and everyday fucking life and our mental health, talking about our kids being assholes. This is a space that we need to talk about the shit that some people don't want to talk about and not fucking sugarcoat it. I love you. I really do. And if you're listening for the first time, hey, what the fuck is up? Uh, You can follow on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes. If you haven't left a review, it helps so much. Leaving five stars, it all really fucking helps me and means so much to me. Sharing is the best fucking thing you could do to help me. I have big dreams, big ideas, and manifesting big things, everybody. And there's new exciting things that I can't wait to tell you about, like maybe video podcast story times, interviews that are going to be just, there's an interview, guys, that I am trying to arrange that would just be so beyond cool, like the best tea spilling shit talking session that we need that you want. I know you want it. We got it. Believe it's coming, baby. You can follow along on Instagram, the dot horny housewife podcast. There's a Twitter. I have no idea how to use Twitter. I just started it. Try to connect. Literally two people follow me. Two people follow me. It's a pathetic display of anything. It makes me want to die inside. So if you have Twitter, like, can you make me feel a little bit better over there? It is, I don't even know what it's called. I don't even know what it's fucking called. I don't. Maybe just look up the horny housewife. I don't know. TikTok, the horny housewife podcast. There's some raunchy little TikToks there. That's where I can be a little wild ass. And you can go to the horny housewife podcast.com anonymously submit anything you want on the confess and request button, whether it be a question, an idea, any fucking thing you want. Okay, everybody. I love you so much. I will see you motherfuckers next Monday. Have a badass week. Stay horny. No, go get laid, but you know what I mean.